Welcome to the Trading Raw Stories Podcast. I'm Rita Pira, the host with the most inspiring stories that you ever did hear. Back in the day when the day was back, I was known as the juicing queen. I became raw vegan overnight after watching a documentary called Food Matters. Changing what I was putting in and on my body didn't just make me lose weight and have great skin. It gave me mind clarity, more energy, and over time made me so self-aware and intuitive that I vibrate on a higher frequency and level of consciousness that's turned me into a manifesting queen. I've lived like nine lives and have amazing stories to share that may inspire you to finally leave that toxic guy you're with that miserable job you hate, start that business you've been talking about forever, and at the very least, you'll probably start saying yes more often and eat more vegetables. I'm your tell it like you need to hear it and make you do it, sister from another mister. I've lived quite the life and have stories for days that have inspired women to transform their lives in real big ways. So I created this podcast to share my insane and unbelievable stories with the world to reach whoever needs to hear them. I'll bring on inspiring humans to trade stories with me, and I'll even have some live coaching sessions with listeners calling in. You're here because you were meant to find this podcast, this community, these raw stories. There are no coincidences. Everything happens for you, not to you. And I'm so glad you're here. Oh my gosh, welcome back to the Trading Raw Stories podcast. I'm so excited for my guest today. It is my favorite topic that I'm always talking about all over Clubhouse and where I've gotten all of my clients from recently. Imposter syndrome is what we're talking about today. And we are talking about it with the king of imposter syndrome, Mr. Breakthrough Coach himself, Nando Rodriguez, is here with me today. He is coaching women entrepreneurs to concur, concur. <laughs> I can't speak English today, to conquer imposter syndrome and create unlimited impact, influence, and income. And we're going to talk all things manifestation and imposter syndrome, self-sabotage, you name it. It is going to flow through us because that's just how we roll. So welcome. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you. And th- let's thank Brooklyn for right now for being quiet and being in our favor right now. I was doing I was doing an imposter syndrome smackdown session today at 2 p.m. And an ambulance rolled by. People started pl- doing fireworks. Like it's like, hello, it's March, people. It's not Fourth of July. You know, so <laughs> Brooklyn is cooperating with us. But thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And obviously, Jesus is behind you. You know, he's <laughs> blessing this podcast. So, like, hey, what else could I ask for? Oh my God. Okay. So if, if I don't post this as a video, which I don't know, I may create little videos out of it. We'll see. But for those of you who are just listening, he's saying that Jesus is in my living room right now because my new apartment, I get to watch the sunset every single day. And that was just a bonus. I didn't even know about moving in here, which is crazy. Um, and that's the whole thing with manifesting. It always turns out better than you could have hoped for or imagined or expected for yourself or planned for whatnot. And so it's super, super bright behind me. And it's like literally like a shrine. The light light. is shining behind (laughs) you. It literally looks like Jesus is back there, like offering us his blessings. (laughs) You know why? It's because my guides are with me. I'm so in the flow. I'm so in alignment. And I'm literally in my own heaven right now. I love that. Thank you. I don't know where the hell that came from. And I'm using the word heaven and hell in the same sentence. (laughs) Ridiculous. No, but seriously, that's how I feel. And every time I'm recording something and I'm sharing and I'm posting, I'm seeing those little tiny lights. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know. Uh Mm -hmm. And I feel like, oh, hello. I see you. Like it is a guide. It is some, some, someone, something that's with you. 
But anyway, so let's talk imposter syndrome. Oh my gosh. I love this topic so much. And I find that everybody suffers from it. It is just so normal. And it's just a matter of like figuring out a a good, having like a toolbox or a tool belt, right? That anytime it comes up, you're able to just dismiss it and reframe your mindset and get yourself back to a positive mindset. Like you were just telling me when, before we started officially about you always manifesting, losing your job, getting fired and how you had that scarcity mindset. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So when I first moved to New York, so first of all, me moving to New York was like a big shocker for me because I grew up in a small town in Texas. Right. And so for me to be in New York city was like just that's how small my world was. Just moving to New York was like the dream. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do anything else. I mm-hmm. could just be homeless here. And that was the dream, right? Wow. So that already, that starts to tell you the setup of like where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I always had jobs here in New York City that um, I was always scared of losing. You know, I was always terrified because I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. You know, why would they hire me? Because mm-hmm. I, again, I come from a, such a small town that I don't deserve to be in New York City. Now, fast forward to, you know, all these years later, it's like, that's hogwash. That's crazy talk. But back then, that's exactly how I felt. So I actually, and this is what I was sharing with you. I always made sure to live in places where the rent was so small. Now, you know, New York City. So already the rents are big. Right. So if you, you know, they're expensive. So if you have, so I'll give you the example. Um, the, the first place I moved into was with a lot of friends. And so my rent was, I believe it was like $325. This was two, this was 2001. Wow. So that was super on the cheap side. Right. And yeah. I lived in a brownstone in a tiny little room and it was okay. Like I didn't know any better. Right. And it was a nice place. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was great. 325. But then when I got my first official apartment on my own, the rent was like $800, still not bad. But for me going from 300 to 800, that was huge. Right. I made sure that I had enough money saved up because if they fired me and I see, I didn't see it as scarcity. I saw it as being prepared like a boy scout, like you're always prepared. But Mm -hmm. what I didn't realize was I kept feeding it. Mm-hmm. I kept feeding it because every day I'd be like, if, if today I get fired, I have enough money for two months. Right. And then eventually I, I took it to the next level where I was like, if I do get fired, who can I count on my friends or my family that will get me enough money to get two months worth and then find another job? Like I was like total crazy pants. Right. And so you said it, you know, I'm, I'm a master, I'm a genius at manifesting, but I was manifesting all the things that I didn't want. Yeah. Right? I didn't know it at the time. Yeah. So it's, it's just crazy how that works. I always say worrying is praying for the stuff that you don't want. Yeah. And, and that's how you manifest what you don't want. You worry. So if you catch yourself worrying and stop it in the moment, and what I like to tell people is expect the positive outcome instead of the negative. Like, why are you expecting the negative? You could literally just stop expecting the negative and expect the positive outcome and you will get more positive outcomes. You were expecting to get fired. And so every single time you were getting fired. I was, I got fired so many different times. When one particular job, I got let go right before Christmas. That's so crazy. Right before Christmas. And at that point, like how depressing is that? I'm walking home through Rockefeller Center, the trees there, people are skating, the Christmas carols. And I'm just like Charlie Brown music walking home. Like, how am I going to pay my rent next month? Right. 
Like it's crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, I, I wonder like that was probably your worst fear getting fired before Christmas or before like a holiday or before someone's birthday or something, definitely Christmas. And so that's exactly what happened. Like your worst fear, probably. Yeah. And and then you said something that I just want to make note because maybe there's somebody listening to this podcast that, you know, was in that boat that I was in back then where thinking positive just wasn't possible because Mm -hmm. I didn't have the tools to do that. It was like you would, someone would say something, look on the bright side. And it would just like fly over me because I couldn't see the bright side. I yeah. couldn't see the positive. Uh, you know how like somebody, right. you got fired and it's like, oh, now you have a blank canvas. You can create whatever you want. I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So because again, my framework by which I was brought up was you had to have a job. You had to be making money in order to be worth something, to be a value to society. Right. So without those things, I immediately lost value, lost worth, all of that. Right. So what are the tools that you can recommend for people who are listening, who resonate with your story and feel like they're always worrying or they're afraid of the worst thing to happen? And then it happens. I actually did a consultation a co- for a coaching call, whatever, with a girl yesterday. And she was telling me exactly this. She said, things get really good. And then shit hits the fan or I fall down another hole and it's just a cycle. So you're always like, things are getting good. And then you sabotage some way and it gets bad again, but it's all in your head. You're creating that you're expecting that to happen. So what can you, what can you suggest for people to, to do as a tool? Well, what, one of the things that helped me was to actually start surrounding my, because if I, if I actually took a step back, Mm-hmm. everyone I was hanging out with had the same mentality as I did. Mm. Right. Yeah. So you know how they say like, you're the average of the five people that you're the sum average of the five people you hang out with. Yeah. So that's what I started doing is I started hanging and, and it, and it took a minute because you, you got to remember when you feel your self-worth is like down here, let's say on a scale of one to 10, you're a one, mm-hmm. your self-worth, your self-value. So you just can't go hang out with the people who think they're hot shit tomorrow. Right. Right. You kind of have to inch your way there. So but that's that's the transformation. That's the shift for me. I started hanging out with people who thought higher of themselves and started seeing, noticing, you know, oh, that's what they like. It sounds crazy. It sounds like a movie. Right. Where it's like they took the poor boy. This is this is what all the 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 Mexican telenovelas are based off of. <laughs> they take the poor girl and they stick her as the maid and the rich family, and then she starts noticing. Oh, that's what they eat for breakfast. Oh, this is how they hold the utensils. Mm. Oh, this, is, and that's literally what I had to do. Is I started hanging out with people who had stuff that that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, and to be honest with you you know, that job that I got fired from. So I got fired from a job before Christmas, right? But then before that, I got fired from the job (laughs) because I argued with the manager, right? But I met someone, another, I was a recruiter at the time. I met someone who she and I got along super, super well. Mm -hmm. So when I got, you know, so that job, it was a recruiter job, got fired, then went to the next one, got fired right before Christmas. So that person gave me a a door opening for my next job because she had moved companies and she said, Hey, I know this guy. He's amazing. So she got me into that job and that job elevated both of us. Yeah. Right. And so now we, I would say for me, I'm not going to speak for her, but for me, I was like a a fish out of water 
Mm-hmm. But I started noticing my coworkers, they all, you know, I, I, I didn't, um, I didn't get a bachelor's. I don't have, you know, I didn't even know what a top 40 school was. Like all this was new to me. And now I was working for the, one of the most iconic advertising agencies on the planet mm-hmm. and working with all these people that went to these Ivy League schools. And I'm sitting at the table with them and I'm just like, what am I, and talk about imposter syndrome. Right. I was like, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. But what it took was me being with them and them accepting me to be like, yeah, you do belong here. And I was, maybe I do. Right. So that's what the shift started. So my tip for everyone is maybe you can't get a job right at a place like that, but you can start hanging out like with clubhouse, hanging out with people like you, hanging out with like people like me who have that higher vibe level that you can start seeing. Right. And and we didn't have social media back then. Also now it's like, you can access YouTube videos. You can access, you know, and, and, and surround yourself with higher frequency, higher vibes. So that's my tip is to either change, you know, add, add some higher vibe people around you start noticing what are some of the habits that they're doing, right? The habits of highly effective people, and then start taking those on, but then also start spreading your wings a little bit and start making new friendships beyond who you currently have. Because if you look around you, you could be part of that self-sabotage crew that you're not even knowing about. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm thinking, I'm putting myself in the listener's shoes of somebody who's feeling like, yeah, but I can't because, you know, insert excuse here. Like they have the mindset usually that goes, oh, but how do I even meet these people? And how do I get them to talk to me or to welcome me into their circle? How do I just suddenly have new friends that are high vibe? Like, how do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's as simple as, as I said, right, go into clubhouse rooms, go and hang out in rooms where this is the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And clubhouse, people are connected to Instagram. Uh, Instagram, you can send some DMs. Like, listen, I get it all the time. I get people that reach out to me and say, I have so much imposter syndrome. My imposter syndrome is so high, but I decided to DM you anyway. Like Mm -hmm. that in itself is a breakthrough for them. It's not for me or you, but it's for them. And that's step one. And so I respond with so much compassion and so much kindness and so much like, oh my God, well, congratulations for sending me this message and and getting one step closer to a breakthrough in imposter syndrome. You know what I'm saying? I love you for that. Make them feel loved. Make them feel... that's what I would do. Cause this, this is what I was pointing to back then. We didn't have social media. Um, we did, we, we did, we had YouTube, MySpace. we had Twitter, <laughs> right. We had YouTube because I was, I was on it super early, but we didn't have Instagram. We didn't have clubhouse or anything like that. So it's a little right. bit easier now. It totally is. I mean, the connections I've made, I'm just, it's, I'm being amplified into just elevated up into everything that I've always wanted because I declared, I literally declared it to the universe, to God, to whatever it is for you. I was like, I am worthy. I deserve this. I've had this vision for myself of what I'm going to be doing with my life, like as a coach, as a speaker, as an author of a book, podcast host, YouTube channel, um, in these circles with people that are, you know, doing what I'm doing that I've always looked up to or were my mentors and an apartment like this, a car that I'm driving, like all of the things I'm doing, I've, I've literally manifested them 
and I inched, inched, inch closer and closer and closer. Each year I moved apartments. People are like, why do you keep moving? I'm like, I don't want to stay the same. Why do you want to stay the same? Like I love to move and have a brand new environment. And when I move into a new environment, there are new people around just within the first two days of living here in this building. I've already met, um, one girl who was on Instagram. She's got like over 200,000 followers. And she's like this Instagram fitness model person and soul sister of mine already. And so it's like, God knows what she and I are going to create together living. She lives directly above from me. Right. So you are being called to something. You have something tugging on your heart, something you're meant to bring forth that you are talking yourself out of, out of telling yourself you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not whatever enough. And you keep yourself stuck. And then when you actually take action, a baby step toward it, stuff starts to work out it starts to work and you're like, Oh my God. And then you get scared and then you sabotage and then you retreat. And it's the cycle. Mm -hmm. It's a cycle. So how do you break the cycle? You take the step, you inch forward, then you get scared. You have that self-sabotage kick in. What do you do? Well, you know, something that you just said, right? So let's say, let's say you're already in the the manifestation mode of like getting what you want right before you self-sabotage, right? Mm -hmm. What, what there is to realize is that there is no how do we say this? Like there is no magic formula that. So when, when I, when I was at my lowest, I had it that there was something wrong with, there was something broken because Mm -hmm. I was able to look outside and, you know, I'd be looking, you know, in in grand central or times squares I'm walking through. And I just looked at people and I had it that I had this story that everyone knew how to manage their life except me. Hmm. Everyone knew, everyone had the secret to living a happy, fulfilling life, except for me. So that that means that there was something broken with me. So honestly, I didn't know that it was self-sabotaging. And it was once I started realizing that everyone's basically in the same boat. Yeah, It's not like, it's not like these people got a master plan. Like they were at birth, they were given the guidebook on like how to live the most amazing, abundant life. Like (laughs) they're also creating, they're also, you know, have stumbling blocks and things like that. So once I was able to let go, because remember, I I grew up in a very like heavily influenced by God and good and bad, it was just good and bad and right and wrong. And so my life was very black and white, right? So- if I was suffering, it meant like they weren't suffering. So I needed to get some of that. And I created so much distance from myself, from people and from, right. Because there was so much broken with me and not to mention, you know, I was gay. I was adopted. I was Mexican, all these strikes that I saw against me. Right. And it wasn't until I was able to turn those strikes into stripes, you know, like zebras have these amazing stripes, right. And do you know what you call like a group of zebras? You call Mm. them a dazzle, right? So I'm a dazzle, baby. I dazzle. But it took me a while to turn those strikes into stripes. And so you're asking, you know, well, how do you stop the self-sabotaging thing? And I think it starts with, at least for me, it starts separating those stories that you have it one way and other people have it another way. No, we all have it. Yeah. It's just how we're dealing with it, how we're managing it. And it brings people down to an earth level versus us versus them. And I think think that's the the quickest way to stop the self-sabotage. 
because it's not separate. They got it good. I got it bad. And so this is just my luck. This always happens to me. Why am I always broke? Why am I always, you know, start separating that story. Stop, uncollapse that and just have it that, you know, at that point you're able to like really like, oh, I have the same opportunities as these folks. But as long as that story is there, there's such a divide that there's no way. Right. And it really comes from their core beliefs. Right. And that, that is the key. It's like, what do you believe is possible for you? And what do you actually pursue? Right. And then what words are coming out of your mouth? The language you're speaking is creating your reality. Your thoughts are creating emotions. Emotions are literally energy in motion. And that's what you're vibrating and like attracts like. So you're going to attract just like how you were attracting, getting fired every time you were expecting it. You were looking for it. You were seeking evidence to prove yourself, right? I'm going to get fired. I need to have saved this much money because I'm going to get fired. And then you do, you're manifesting exactly what you don't want. And something that, that if we, if we take a step back, I was also applying for jobs that weren't like in alignment with who I was. I'm Mm -hmm. listen, I'm an energetic kind of guy. I am like all about energy. I'm all about thinking outside the box. I'm all about trying new things. So the job I got fired from right before Christmas, that one was because I was using Twitter to recruit people. Mm -hmm. And so every time the boss, the owner of the company would walk by my desk, I would be on Twitter. Yeah. You know, hashtagging, looking for people, da, 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 da. But she didn't see that, right? She saw you messing around on Twitter. Yeah, on this thing called Twitter, because no one really even knew what Twitter was at that time. It was 2006, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. people didn't know. And so her response was like, you're always on this website called Twitter. You're out of here. Wow. I was like, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually recruiting. Like you can go and look, look at my history. Like I'm, I'm typing in biostatistician. I'm typing in Johnson and Johnson. Cause I was a recruiter for, again, not a fit. It was a pharmaceutical recruiting company. I don't belong there. I never belong there. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. That's another thing is that when you don't think highly of yourself, you will take a job. You will take any job. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. You're right. It's so true. It's so true. Um, and I believe, and, and you've probably heard this before, obviously that when you are getting let go from a job or when something doesn't work out, you're being redirected, you're, you're being put on a new path because it wasn't for you and you were staying longer than you should have, and you were going to stay forever. And so God or the universe had to get louder and make it happen and force you out and push you out because Because there's something better. Well, because I wasn't willing to, to do that. Right. So check this out. The job where I got laid off, where I got fired, not laid Mm -hmm. off. I got fired before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Right. At that point I decided, you know what, I'm going to do this Twitter thing, whatever it is I'm going to do. So I grew my following on Twitter so much so that I had bloggers reach out to me from like Detroit, from like Chicago and say, Hey, I'm a fashion blogger. And I got it. I got an invite to the sex in the city premiere would you go on my behalf and do like a little video and say, you know, that you're reporting um, for the wheel health, the, 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 the high heel society. And I'm like, okay, that'll be $200. And they're like, okay, done. And I'm like, really? And so then the word got out that Nando in New York city is a fashion blogger and he would do videos for you. So yeah. then I was being contacted. So before I knew it, Rita, I was in fashion. I was behind the scenes in fashion week. I was doing reports. I was interviewing M- Maria Menounos. I was interviewing like all these people. And it was, and it co- only could have happened if I would have gotten, you know, like I got fired and then yeah. I was 
thrusted into this whole new thing, right? I met a couple of celebrity hairstylists. I met like so many celebrities and, you know, still to this day we text, like it's really, really awesome. And that job led me to the advertising agency because they said, oh, you know, social media and you have this recruiting background. Will you be our social media recruiter? What? Amazing. Oh my God. Yeah, of course. So I was probably one of the first social media recruiters who actually knew social media And that's why I was so successful, but the imposter syndrome didn't go away. And then, you know, that's a whole different story, but you're absolutely right. The universe is always, always trying to take care of us always, but it never forces us It never for, we have free will, right? So Mm -hmm. it's all about what are we going to do with this, with this new opportunity, even if it is being fired. It's so amazing. I love that story so much. It's like you got you, you had this job that you were not happy at. And I know that there are so many people right now working a job that they're miserable at, and they're staying out of fear because they feel they need the money. Again, a woman that I was speaking to yesterday, she's a nurse and she doesn't know if she became a nurse because her mom kind of pushed her to be a nurse or if she wanted to be a nurse. So I asked her, does it bring you joy? Are you happy? Do you enjoy what you do? Are you excited to go to work every day? And she looked at me like, Hmm, not really. I'm like, okay, so when are you going to quit? And what do you want to do? What lights you up? What brings you joy? What, what do you do that passes the time? And then you look at the time you're like, oh my God, I didn't even realize how many hours passed because what lights you up and what brings you joy is really what you're meant to be doing in this world. Did you have an answer? Because I guarantee there's a lot of people who wouldn't have an answer to that. What lights you up and what passed, what, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so she didn't at first. And then I was like, okay, think about things when you were a kid, what did you like to do? What were you doing? Just that was so much fun for you. Do you remember anything? And then she started talking about stuff and then suddenly fashion came up and then suddenly, um, what was it? Dancing came up like different things like that. And she, and I said, what would you do today? If you didn't have to worry about money or the judgment of anybody, what would you be doing? And that's when she said, I would do something with fashion. And I said, you need to start right now. Just do something on the side, start and watch how the universe just supports you and amplifies you in what in that direction. You'll meet somebody who suddenly will just give you exactly what you needed to get you to the next level, then the next level, then the next level. And there's patterns, there's breadcrumbs, there's life experiences that are showing you exactly where you're supposed to be. I see you nodding. Tell me something. <laughs> well, no, because you're absolutely right. It's like, it's, it's so cliche. God, mm. it's so cliche, but you got to be in it to win it. And mm. so basically what you said to her was like, listen, if fashion is what's sparking some joy for you right now, and who knows, maybe in six months, like it wasn't it. But if, if it's fashion right now, go be in it, go do something, go discover something that go be in that world. Yeah. And you're going to, uh, your, your energy is going to align to other people that are out there that, like you said, oh, hey, would you like to do this with me? Or would you like to collaborate? Or, hey, I'm looking for a new designer. Are you interested? You know, but like, we don't give ourselves those opportunities. You know, mm-hmm. I just think of all the pe- all the time that I wasted and just like, get a job, get an apartment and, and just like, being a, it was so small. The, the thinking, the thinking was so small yeah. that even in, even in relationships, 
right? Mm -hmm. It was so small. And, and I, and I truly believe that when we have small thinking in relationships, that's when the cheating happens, when the toxic behavior happens, because you're trying to control things. You're, you're not allowing freedom. You're not allowing alignment to occur, right? flow. The flow of things, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's so, about once you think bigger, like my husband and I, we've been together for 11 years, mm-hmm. you know, what's on our agenda, right? What's, what's on our, our agenda is, you know, moving to LA, right? Hey! So that's what we, that's what we have on our agenda. It's not like I got to go through his phone and make sure that that's the last thing on my mind. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the last thing on his mind. You know, it's like, we've got bigger things to do than to worry about those small little things. And our relationship allows for that conversation to, to occur organically, right? Yeah. And support one another. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just all about alignment, you know? That's interesting. I love that you brought that up because I, that reminded me of how I used to be and where it came from. Um, so everything that we believe, everything that shows up in our lives, like the patterns, it all comes from our childhood. It really, really does. It could also be passed down. Like, you know how you get certain DNA and genes that get passed on to you. Emotional trauma also gets passed down to you. It's literally energetic, just trauma, just passed down. And so when I was a kid, I was observing relationships that were not really healthy. And I, I, I was so intuitive that even though my mom was hiding it from me, that she was like calling my dad in the middle of the night, trying to figure out where he was because he just would go out and do whatever, play cards with his buddies and drink, and then come home at two, three, four in the morning. And she would call him and I, and I witnessed it. So I didn't even know, I don't even remember having this memory of seeing her in the living room, in the dark, whisper yelling at him to come home and where are you and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't even remember seeing that. And that came to me as a memory when I was living in New York in Brooklyn with my boyfriend at the time who was lying, cheating, pumpkin eating and left and right caught him left and right. And I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying. Why am I doing that? Why am I doing that? Why do I believe I deserve that? How like right now that guy or anyone like him would never even have a chance with this Rita, with this version of me, you know what I'm saying? It's insane to even look back at how I didn't feel worthy of any, of being treated like literally a human that I was being so mistreated that I accepted that, that that's insane. And after that, I, 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 one day I remember I'm standing in the living room and I'm calling him and I'm trying to figure out where he is. It's 6 a.m., 7 a.m. I'm like, is this really my life right now? And then I, I dropped the phone. It fell to the floor and I'm like, oh, I am my mom right now. And it just hit me. It hit me because I was like, that memory came back. That's where I realized I was like, I am my mom right now that flashback. I didn't even know I had it. And that is some serious, like I was, I was staying and staying and staying because it came from the belief that no matter what you stay, because I witnessed my mom staying. And I also had the, the knowing the intuition of at, at 12 years old to tell my mom, Hey mom, you're not happy. This is, you deserve better why are you staying? You should get a divorce at 12 years old. I told her this. Yeah. And I realize now that in my coaching, I'm coaching women that are in toxic relationships and marriages to get the hell out and start a new life. Yeah. 
And I have this vision of creating like a dorm community kind of space where women can leave the toxic relationship and have somewhere to be where they pay a small, small, small amount of monthly rent. And you can only stay in X amount of months and your kids can come to, and you get to have like this community kitchen, you learn how to cook and take care of yourself. And your, your kids go into these workshops about mindset and healing childhood trauma and subconscious, like limiting beliefs and all of that. So that way, when you leave here, you have a job, you are healed, your mindset, you're going through coaching. So are your kids and you're on your way. And why do I have this? And I just realized recently that even when I was 12 years old, I had that that like telling my mom to leave because she deserved better. Yeah. So that's like the breadcrumbs, the patterns in your past. You look back at what is it that you did when you were a kid? What were you, what were you passionate about? What lit you up? What was it that you felt so like, even now, what pisses you off? What do you care about? What would you do in your free time? If money and judgment of pe- like people judging you was not a thing, what would you be doing? And that's what people are afraid of pursuing because we're programmed by society to play it safe. Like you were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's crazy. Totally. Totally. And it's the same conversations that I'm having with the women. And so so I, I, this week alone, I had three imposter syndrome smackdown sessions. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the first one, which was two days ago and the first one, this one, it's exactly what you just said. Right. I, I asked them like, what would they be doing? If, if there was no, if nothing was holding them back, if imposter syndrome didn't exist and self-sabotage was nowhere near them, what would they be doing? Mm-hmm. And this one woman said that um, she would be in fashion. And mm-hmm. what happened was when she was younger, she had the opportunity. She had the opportunity to come to New York and go to Parsons, but she met a guy, mm-hmm. got pregnant, and then four kids later. Wow. But she has resentment yeah towards the kids wow and she's no longer with with the guy right wow so that in itself has become a world yes you know that has become a world and from that imposter syndrome session smackdown session she declared she's taking a two month vacation the kids are older now obviously yeah. the kids are super older now yeah she's taking two months going to paris just to be on her own and just to, not, not two months, two weeks, two weeks. And just to like be there. She has mm-hmm. never been out of the U S but mm-hmm. she's going to do that. And she, and she said, her friends are like, are you crazy? You know, this is not the time. She's like, you don't get it. You don't get, I got to do this for myself to prove yeah. to myself yeah. that I'm still an individual. And Ooh. I just have it that when she comes back, her whole life is going to change. Yeah. Already. I believe I, as you were talking about that, I got chills And the thing is that like my body has, I've, oh, for imposter syndrome and self-sabotage and all the things and manifesting. And it's 44 right now, the time it says 44, 28, 44 is my number. It's been my sign. It showed up a million times in the process of getting this apartment. And when I, I came in and I walked in here, even the building itself, I was like, my body reacted. Yes. An entire undeniable. Yes. I had to. And I was like, I don't care. I have to, it's going to happen. It'll work out. It's meant to be, it'll happen. But anyway, so my body reacts, I get chills or, or some, like, you'll know you pay attention to your body, you know, what's meant for you. And, but, um, what I, what happened when you were just telling me about her, 
immediately I got the chills and I felt that when she gets there, she's going to have some sort of exposure to the fashion world and it's going to crack open that because that's something that she's been yearning for and it's meant for her to, to bring forth. And so being in like, what is that? Isn't that the fashion capital of the world other than New York, like Paris, right? Yeah. So yeah. she'll be there. She'll be in that energy and that will just spark something in her and it's going to make her go, I'm going to do this fashion thing. And then someone will show up, boom, in her face and it'll just unfold. That's how it happens. Just like that. Just like that. Yeah. And what, what, what I told her was, you know, just the fact that you took the step to come to the, to this webinar, right. To, to be inside, you know, you're already being called into that next level. You you're mm-hmm. already, and that's how it happened. And that's why I love clubhouse so much because it gives every, it just, it's giving people access to new ways of being and thinking yeah. that we just, we, we haven't had that close of a proximity before, you know what right. I'm saying? Like we yeah. get to hear like some really crazy, amazing, pivotal conversations being on clubhouse. And then we take it to the next level. So everyone who's done, you know, who does these imposter syndrome sessions are like getting that next level. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, wonderful. It, 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 I, it's the best thing I could be doing with my life right now. I love them. And I never know who's gonna like, I know who's who registers for them, but I don't know them until they get in there and we start sharing another person. I'll just share with you really quick. She said yesterday, um, yesterday at six in the 6 PM session, cause I had two, one at two and one at six. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He said that we, we were talking about like, what would you do? Right. If imposter syndrome disappeared and self-sabotage was no longer in the picture. And she was naming all these things. And then I saw in her face, right? I saw in her face that there was one more thing that she was going to say, but she's holding it back. Yeah. She's holding it back. And I'm like, what are you holding back? And she's like, well, I don't even know where this came from, Nando. And I don't even know if I should say it. And I'm like, what are you holding back? And she said, I wrote down, I would be wearing dresses. Hmm. And I was like, I got so emotional. I couldn't stop crying. Wow. Because I've been in her shoes. Not, not that I want to wear dresses, but I've been in her shoes. <laughs> I can't even dress the way I want to dress because I'm not worthy. Mm. I'm not worthy of that. I couldn't possibly pull that off. How small. Yeah. Right. How I used to feel like that. And I would not dress the way that I wanted to dress out of fear of judgment of other people, because I was programmed to care what people think and to worry about what people would think. So I couldn't wear a tank top, crop top, shorts, something like that. And like, I would just, if I were wearing a tank top up top, then I'd be wearing long pants on the bottom. Like I wouldn't do both. And when I moved to New York, Oh my God, I was free. I was at crop tops. I didn't care. And I was dressed up and I was going out and hanging out with whoever I wanted, doing whatever I wanted. And my whole life has been ever since I left Chicago out of sight, out of mind, I was free. I broke free. And even here in California, crop tops, shorts, whatever. Right. And I don't care anymore what people think. And I would, before I wouldn't even post it so that nobody knew what I was doing, but now I don't care. And that's so liberating to not care. Yeah. And I can't explain how I started to just not care. 
How do you not, how do you stop caring what people think? I can't even explain how I finally did it. Well, I think I, so for me, it's getting grounded in who you are Mm. and what you're committed to. Right. And there's, you know, a couple of techniques and there's a couple of methodologies there, but it's really defining, you know, so what, uh, and I'll give this to, you know, to you and to, and to your peeps, right. What, one of the activities that I do with the folks inside the imposter syndrome smackdown session is I have them identify what does your identity say to you right now? Like, I want you to look around the room, right? The clothes you're wearing, the curtains you have, the sofa, the window, everything. Your identity is what picked those curtains out. Your identity is what has you do your hair the way you do. So yeah. what is that identity telling you, right? You're and so they, ident- they identify things like you have to work hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, money doesn't grow on trees. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to make friends, right? That's yeah. what the identity is right now. And then I have them envision what's that perfect life you would like to have, right? Like, and so I say, for example, for me, it's having a pool and access to the beach, right? And having a chef make me smoothies whenever I feel like it, having a dog walker for Leona, like all the things, just like, just start bullet pointing your your perfect life. And then the next thing I have them do is what identity do you have to step into to make that a reality? Yeah. And yeah. that's where the work starts. Oh, money does flow easily to me. Oh, I can't have an abundance mindset. Oh, yeah. I don't have to work long hours. I don't even have to work 10 hours a week. You know what I'm saying? And so then, so that's what it is, is get grounded in who you are first, identify all the root beliefs, right? And a lot of them are going to be limited. Yeah. And then what's that perfect vision? What's that amazing life you want to live? And then what's that new identity got to be in order to create that for you? Right? And you know, you know what it all look at right now, this whole time I'm smiling so big the whole time because this lights me up doing this, being with people like you talking about things like this, trying to help and heal people at the same time, I have a microphone and I'm recording like this is what lights me up and things in my life led me to this point. Again, the patterns, the breadcrumbs, like me ending up on Warp Tour, then putting a microphone in my hand, then living in New York, and then someone giving me a teaching job that I suddenly magically was teaching public speaking. Like I meant to be doing it. And so when you're in the flow, you feel lit up. This is what lit up is. You're smiling, you're excited, you're energetic, you feel energy. So earlier this morning when I was working my day job, I was sitting at my laptop and I was almost falling asleep. I was feeling so tired out of nowhere. I'm like, why am I suddenly just so tired? Like my body was reacting like this is not your thing. Right. So what lights you up? What gives you energy? That's what you're meant to be doing. And I love that these, these people that you're talking to in this, in this imposter syndrome smackdown, you're having them really look at like the identity they've created a woman that I, um, that I, a client now she, I signed her on yesterday. Um, she, she said, Rita, I definitely want to coach with you, but I just need time to process this. So I'll get, you know, back with you in a couple of days. I was like, Hey, do you realize that that's the identity you've created for yourself? Like you have to process things. You have to take your time and go back and forth and listen to your intuition and then listen to logic and fear and then listen to your intuition and then listen to logic and fear and then weigh out the pros and cons and then make a decision. And this is just who you are. This is just how you are. You're literally saying, this is who I am. This is how I am. But you've decided that this is who you are. You've literally taken on this form and this identity. You can right now in this very moment 
make the decision and say, you know what, I'm just going to go with my intuition. I'm going to go with my gut. This feels like a yes. My body is telling me yes. My mind is trying to talk me out of it. I'm going to go with what I'm feeling is the right thing. And yes, let's do it. Boom. You can make that decision and like rock the boat of the comfort zone that you've created for yourself. And so she did. And right then and there, done, signed on, deposit paid, contract out, and like everything like that. And she's very logical, like very logical minded, linear, have to plan and prepare and all the things. And people go, that's just the way I am. No, that's who you've made yourself to be. You have created this life that you're living. It's because of what you believe is possible for you. It's because of who you think you are based on who told you who to be and how you're comparing yourself to others. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And I'm so excited that you got her right. That like she found you, you found each other because she's in for a treat (laughs) and for multiple breakthroughs because Mm that is, that's the world that she's, that she signed up for, right. you know, because you're going to help her create those breakthroughs in order to have that new identity, that new life be play bigger. You, you know? know, what's crazy, Nando, the, the imposter syndrome that I felt for the last several years until I actually stepped into really being a coach. I can't even tell you, I was living in New York. I was in Forest Hills, Queens at this time. I did Gabby Bernstein's Spirit Junkie Master Class. It kind of cracked me open and it made me realize that my healing can heal others mm-hmm. and that I started helping women and I was doing it for free all these years, just like helping. They legit have transformed their lives. There are women that are no longer in toxic relationships right now that have started brand new lives and they're manifesting things left and right. And they're, they're, they don't recognize the woman they were when they first met me. That is insane that I, I had a hand in that yeah. and, and I still did not believe I'm like, who am I to be a coach? Who, who's going to pay me? Nobody's going to pay for this. That's crazy. And how much would they pay? And I could not charge that. I couldn't. And even for me to sign up for coaching, I can't afford that. I can't afford like, that's where people's heads are at right away. So when somebody is, I have a consult, I have three consults lined up after this recording. Okay. And I already had seven earlier this week. Like that's how much the universe is hooking me up because I said yes to this apartment. I made, I made that list of things that I want, like you were talking about. And I just kept listing all the beautiful, amazing things that I would want in my life, because why not? I deserve it. I'm worthy. And if such and such person can have it, why the fuck can't I? That's the, that's the thing. And so once I finally stepped into, I, I declared, I am a coach. I have helped women transform their lives, my own included. So why can't I show up in this space and where, where is my, um, my specialty or where's my, my, what do they call it? Um, zone of genius, right? Like you and I have a thing with manifestation, with imposter syndrome, self-sabotage. These are three areas, limiting beliefs, right? These are areas that you and I are, are, we could consider ourselves experts in, right? And when I step into a, a clubhouse room, that's about like, more businessy. I know that's not my lane because I'm very new in business, but guess what? I just made 30 K in sales in this month alone, like this past in February. 
because I, I stepped in and I said, I am a coach and I'm showing up and people are hearing me speak on clubhouse and they're reaching out. They're filling out my coaching application. They're setting up calls with me. And then we meet face to face. They give me some information about themselves. I'm connecting dots for them. I'm going, this is why you're this way. And this is why you're that way. And this is what caused that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm calling them out on shit that they didn't even notice. They didn't even realize. And with that, that's when they're just like, Oh, wow. And they're saying words like I'm trying or I can't because, and I'm just like, okay, you're going to take the word trying out of your vocabulary because you either do or you don't, you are, or you're not get out of this gray area and you can create the reality that you want. You just have to make the decision that you can do it. And you have to match your thoughts to what you actually feel your beliefs, because whatever you believe is going to create an emotion. The emotion creates energetic vibrational frequencies that are sending out into the world. And then you're getting the same shit back. So it's all what you think and what you believe to be true. If you don't believe you're a coach, you're not a coach. And that's what happened to me. I didn't believe it was possible for me. And once I declared it is possible, it's more than possible. It's so possible that I'm going to end up like manifestation, babe. And then some. Because I'm looking at her now and she's like been doing it five years. Right. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. I see you. I'm right behind you, girl. Right behind you. Yeah. Cause now I'm on my freaking way. I'm on my way. Finally. Finally. And, and I love that you said, because there's power in declaration, Mm. right? You said I declared it and that was it. It was word. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's how you start is Mm -hmm. by declaring, right? But here's what people don't realize. You've done a lot of work to get there. Yeah. You've done a lot of work. And that's what you were pointing to earlier is that a lot of people, a lot of us are terrified because we don't trust. We don't trust in ourselves. Therefore, I can't trust in you to coach me out of my situation, right? So I'm Mm -hmm. not going to put the money down because I don't trust me and I don't trust you. And so that's what's there to overcome. So what you just said, basically, I feel like we're living parallel lives because I just signed on two clients uh, today, one at 10 a.m. and one at 4 p.m. And the the 10 a.m. was the the skirt girl, the dress girl. Yeah. And the 4 p.m. was, uh, sorry, the the 10 a.m. was the the dress girl. And she said to me, you know, um, listen, uh, I'm ready, right? I'm ready. And, and I was like, okay, great. I'm going to send you the contract and I'm going to send you the payment link. And uh, this was 10 Mm a.m. And I said, by when will you make the payment? And she's like, um, and she's mountain time, uh, by 9 p.m. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Stop. Hmm. It's 10 a.m. Right now. (laughs) Why do you need that many hours? Why do you need until nine? What's going on? And then she said, oh, it's because I don't, I I'm scared of, it's a lot of money and I'm scared. And I said, you know, there's billionaires out there, right? And she's like, yeah. And I said, so to them, is is this a lot of money? She's like, no. I was like, why is it a lot of money for you? Oh, because I don't have that much money. Okay, great. And why don't, so we went into this whole thing. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, uh-huh. so, okay. So are you, are you, I say, you ready to have a breakthrough in money? Are you ready? We can have a breakthrough in money right now. And mm-hmm. in trust. Mm-hmm. two in one, are you ready? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, Go make the payment right now. Yeah. I said, girlfriend, you have, you've been to my clubhouse. You have my Instagram. You have my text. You have my phone number. We're on Zoom. 
I'm not going anywhere. If you yeah. think I'm going to take your money and run and you're never going to see me, stop. Right. I'm everywhere online. I'm mm-hmm. not going anywhere. And she was like, done. And literally I got the payment like within 10 minutes. That's amazing. The same thing happened with the four o'clock one. I was like, by when will you make the payment? And she said, um, by like seven. (laughs) But that's how it, like you said, that's the identity that they've taken on because they got to think about it and they got to be with it and they got to do the sage and stop, stop, (laughs) have your first breakthrough right now in trust and in money. I Go love you. I just did the same thing with her. That's why you came, that, that's why you brought that up, right? Because it was about her needing to take take the time to make a decision. It's like you can have a breakthrough right now and no longer have to do that. Like that doesn't have to be your decision making process. You can you she wants help to become more intuitive and connected to a spirit and whatnot. It's like, okay, so you want to do that? Then is it a yes or is it a no? It's a yes. Okay, then do it now. Yeah. Why do you need time to think about it? Right. And the same thing with money, the, another client that I signed on, she, before she even, it's all like, I called her out on her energy. I could feel it. I could see it. I was like, you're already wondering how much this is going to cost. And you're already closed off and not even in it, in the moment right now, you're not even being present because you're already decided you've already decided that you can't afford it. Didn't haven't you? And she's like, yeah, how'd you know? Like I read energy. I read vibes. I could read your face. I could read how, what your, your energy is telling me. And it's just so insane. I was like, but at the end of it, she did sign on and I actually have yet to receive her payment. I just realized that I don't do that, that whole thing that you just did, but I'm going to do that now because it, it does bring up the money block for sure. I love that. And, and just really quick, what I say to them is like, hold on, let, let's stop and take a step back. You realize that I was in your shoes no more than three years ago. Yeah. I didn't trust myself. I, I didn't think about, I could afford coaching right now. Ask me how many coaches I have. I have five coaches. I have a YouTube coach, an Instagram coach, a breakthrough coach, a mindset coach, and a sales coach. Mm-hmm. I have five coaches, you know? So, yeah. and I pay in full. I don't do payment plans. I pay in full because I want my clients to pay in full. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it works for me. Right. And so they get mm-hmm. to see, Oh, I get it. Like I, he's reverse, you know, I can reverse engineer what Nando went through. Yeah. Right. Because listen, there's nothing, I, I, I don't have the six pack abs. I don't have a jet. I don't have a tiger. I don't have all these things. I don't have a, a lot tiger. Of, a lot of male coaches <laughs> look at Instagram. Tell me I'm wrong that that's how they advertise. Like, this is why you should coach with me. I have six pack abs and I have (laughs) right. (laughs) I I don't have any of that. I'm a normal (laughs) guy. Listen, I I use post-it notes. Look behind me. I have a plant that's alive. Like this, uh, you're dealing with the real human here. I love you so much. This is why we vibed so hard on Clubhouse. And see, (laughs) that's the thing. Like we met on Clubhouse. Look at the connections that we've made. And you, you, your energy attracts the same energy. This is why you and I met because we are on the same frequency, my love. Like this is why. And we were even talking about after you showed me what you're working on, I was like, um, I want to be a part of it. Thank you very much. Like that's yeah, and I'm gonna reach magic. out to you soon because we're starting up the second round of, of pilots for Project awesome. Pineapple. So do you want to talk about that out. real quick? Tell everybody about it. Yeah, definitely. So, guys, I created this this new um I created this new bin- business called Project Pineapple. And what it is, it's a it's a productivity accelerator. So as an entrepreneur, as you know, you have this endless to-do list of how to get a client, right? You prospect, you post on social, you do content, you create all these content calendars and everything. But at the end of the week, 
maybe you've done two or three things on your list and not everything, right? So imagine being able to go to a space on Zoom where you come with your list of tasks to do and you do it with other people, right? So imagine we all sign on, you know, you sign up for a three-hour slice. It's called Project Pineapple. So we go slide by slices. Mm-hmm. You do a one-hour slice or a three-hour slice and you say, for hour one, I'm going to work on my social media content. For hour two, I'm going to do some prospecting. For hour three, I'm going to do something else, right? And so you sign on with us. We take breaks together. We do some inspiration together. You go and meet other people in breakout rooms. So it's it's you're, you're building a community and you're building resources at the same time. But at the end of the day, when you're done with your three-hour slice or your one-hour slice, you've gotten your work done. So for each hour you come onto Project Pineapple, you're moving the needle in your business. So that's what we do. I love that. I need that so bad because it's so easy to get distracted, especially when you have a million things going on. And your phone notifications. Well, the feedback feedback is Project Pineapple provides people with focus, intention, and community. So if that's what you feel is a gap right now and you're on, you know, because we're we're solopreneurs, we work alone in our home, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to get, you know, a community, get some resources, get some fabulous things out there, hit us up, Project Pineapple. Hit me up on Instagram at Nandawism and just drop your email and just say Project Pineapple. I'll put you on the list. And we're going to have a second round of free pilots. Okay. We're going to do a free pilots. So get on the list now while it's free and um, yeah, get on the wait list. And I'm going to be a part of it. So definitely join us. I'm so excited about that. This was so much fun. This is my jam and I love you and you're so pretty and look at your hair. Oh my God. Oh, thank you. you. So I will show, I will put everything in the show notes for people to find you and I love you so much. Thank you for coming on and I will talk to you soon and see you on the clubhouse, baby. Okay. Bye. Have a good night. Have, Have fun tonight on your call. Well, there you have it. I hope you had fun. I hope this episode was everything you were hoping for and then some. We really, really hit on a lot of really deeply rooted imposter syndrome shit. Anyway, so hit us up in the Facebook group, Trading Raw Stories. And there's a Be Courageous and Confident as Fuck to Manifest Your Dreams Clubhouse room every single week. It's on Fridays at 6 p.m. Pacific, but I'm getting ready to move it to Thursdays. So that being said, go to my Instagram, follow me if you haven't already, rate, review this podcast, and just connect with me. Let's go. Tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you need help with. I'm here to serve. I'm here to support you. I have a group coaching program that is seriously the most beautiful group of humans coming together. We have this beautiful community and we're healing, we're growing, we're evolving. I'm creating my course. I'm writing my book. So much is happening and I'm excited to take you along on the journey. I really hope that this podcast is serving you. I seriously do it for you. I love you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye.